the success or failure of any organization is always the responsibility of its leaders. But how does an organization, particularly a care organization, go about developing its leaders? This is an important question that many teams will consider, but not always have the answer to. One care organization that has gone all in on answering this question is Salutum Care and Education. Kirsty Jones and Rachel Deans have developed what they call their Excellence Programme, which is a leadership development programme. Given that they built the entire programme from the ground up and it seems to be hugely successful, I thought that it'd be worthwhile getting to know a little bit more about it. I'm Simon Parker, and this is the Care Leaders Network podcast. Today, we're going to answer the question, leadership development, is it worth it? So, Kirsty, why is leadership development so important for the care sector? I think it's essential. You you can't run anything in care without a really strong leader in the centre of everything. So a leader in a, in a service location, a leader in a shared service function. If you don't get that leader right, everything else falls apart. And I mean, it's, it's the same for any sector, really. But it's ultimately uh, essential in care because I, I did a conference once and I said that the, the leaders in our locations and services are the heart of everything because they have to not only look after and make sure the individuals we support are completely cared for, are having a life that's amazing, but so what about the staff? They have to do the same thing too. So they have to lead both sides of that equation. And my ultimate aim for everybody in that works for us is to have a leader that really cares, cares about you as an individual they're special people. So in the care sector, they're even more special because they're doing that for their staff and for the individuals we support. And without it, it falls apart. Everything. You get that right, leader. Everyone knows. Everything else goes away. All the noise goes away. Everybody's comfortable. Engagement goes up. Both sides. Remember, they've got to do it both sides. Um, it's it's fundamental to getting it right. I, I, can't, I can't stress enough how important having and actually professional leaders. The care sector is a professional sector, which sometimes get forgotten. And the leadership in that, it's fundamental to everything we do. If If we get that wrong, everything else falls apart. Care quality goes down. And forget about the money, forget about anything else. The quality of care goes down. Can't happen. Can't happen, right? That has to be quality of care. The staff turnover goes up if you get the leadership wrong because people work for people. So, you know, Salutum is the brand, but actually we're all people in here. We're a family. So people work for people. You get that wrong, staff will start leaving. So it's fundamental to everything we do. That's why it's so important. The buck, buck always stops with the leadership, right? It's uh, uh, it's the, the, the thing that will make or break any, uh, any organisation, care or otherwise, um, Rachel, I'm presuming that you probably agree, but I'd be interested to hear your perspective on that as, uh, as well. I do. I absolutely agree 100%. And I think everybody can relate to it. So we could all sit here and recall a time that we've worked for somebody that was either an amazing leader and really influential and a role model that we carry with us and sometimes think, well, what would they do in this situation? Or on the flip side of that, and sadly, it's quite common and too often, but poor leadership and the impact that that had on us, our well-being, uh, the respect that we had, our performance levels. And it all boils down, as Kirsty said, to that leader in that position. So 
it's it just goes without saying leadership development is absolutely critical to organizational success but i also think it's around um kind of well-being social well-being how we all interact with each other as well um because if you perform well in work you're more likely to feel uh, more confident more empowered in your general life as well and other people reap the benefits you know when you go home to your family after a day at, at uh, the office or wherever you work and you're feeling more content and fulfilled they get the benefit as well so it's it's huge absolutely huge I mean, I can pinpoint three leaders that I've had in my as I've gone through my career, and I can't thank them enough because without them, I wouldn't be the person I am. I wouldn't be, Rachel's right, I wouldn't be who I am at home. I wouldn't be who I am here. And they're fundamental to you feeling valued. You're, you're, you're right, well-being is important. But actually also the organisation, you know, they, they helped by helping me, they helped the organisation and it, it it's it's essential. And good leaders and I, I thank most of them personally because you know you reflect oh sometimes you think oh they you know they weren't doing much for me but actually when you reflect back it was that leader that gave you that little tip bit of advice or did something you go Do you know I've built my career on that actually um leaders central to everything well-being and how the and the business's well-being how does that grow without good leaders it doesn't the business's well-being is and if the business well-being is good the money comes don't worry about that because that will come because that business well-being is good. Mm. Rachel, you mentioned um, you you, uh, you referenced how it makes people feel. Mm. I think that's important because if you've got a team of people that are working with uh, a leader in whatever capacity that that looks like, if they feel great about their role, they're going to work harder. And uh, to your to your point, I think it was Kirsty that mentioned how that kind of plays out in people's personal lives as uh, as well. I've had periods in my life where I've uh, uh, when I was younger, when I was working with uh, with other organizations, and I just felt terrible outside of work because there was almost like um, a guilt attributed to having not fulfilled an expectation or something along those lines, even if I had, because I knew that the the leadership in place was there would be, um, I don't know, like overly toxic meetings and negative things being said unnecessarily maybe in an open forum all, all of those kind of character traits that you see in kind of a more toxic culture I don't you carry that with a burden around with you whereas if you feel great about your your work because you spend an awful lot of time at work the likelihood is of course that will that will filter down into into your personal life I think one of the things that um particularly relevant to leadership development specifically, uh, as in the, the the development of leaders to, to hone their craft, if you like, as well. The thing that I love about that the most is the fact that it's endless. There's, 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 there's no limit to the amount that you can learn about leadership. I study leaders uh, in, in all sorts of walks of life. You'll notice a few books up there, plenty of them about leaders. And it's a, it's a thing that is um, you can't just check that off. It's not almost like a qualification. You can say, oh, I've got my MBA in, in, in leadership. Um, it, the, the learning doesn't stop there. It's something that's uh, that will continue to, to develop. So the, uh, the, the concept around bringing leaders um, through that their own leadership development journey is one that's exciting to me. Uh, and of course, going to be a big part of what we discuss for, uh, for today. So um, I guess that segues me on quite nicely uh, to talk about the excellence program that you've uh, that you've developed. So, what is it? Um, what was it that made you want to create uh, it? Uh, and I guess kind of how, how did it all get started? So it got started. Um, 
years ago, um, you come and you think, you know, we've just said leadership is fundamental right, to the well-being of yourself, well-being of the business, everything. So how do we develop? And like, like you've just said, Simon, it's, it's never ending. How do, how do we make sure that we've got the right leaders, that they're feeling supported, that we're giving them the tools they need? So we didn't have anything. And we, we went and we looked at off the shelf products there's some there's some amazing leadership training out there right there's it's, it's fantastic but it just didn't feel right for salutum so what what are we going to do then uh, you know we, we were picking and choosing and looking at stuff and it just wasn't quite the salutum it's a we're an unusual bunch of people that work here i'm allowed to say that um because i am one of them uh, so it was it was and we, we we're led by an entrepreneur which is an unusual thing so actually no idea is a bad idea let's make our own then if we can't find quite what we want well, let's do our own. You know, what's stopping us doing that? But we had an amazing leadership person in our Rachel, who is um, fabulous at it. So we sat down and went, right, we can't find what we want. What are we going to do? Because we know we've got to do something for our leaders. We've got to make them feel supported, give them the tools that they need and continuous development. And also once we've, you know, the, the first line leaders, well, there's people coming beneath them. So what are we are doing there too? So this whole big conversation happened and then Rachel went, oh, Kirst, I've got an idea. So she went away and she had a little scroll away and came up with our excellence programme. And we we sort of thrashed it out a bit. I'll let Rachel give you a bit more detail on the, on how it sort of developed into our programme. But it was because we couldn't find exactly the right thing for this wonderful organisation that we are. Um, so why not build why not build your own? Why not do the thing that's going to work for your organisation and build the kind of leaders that work here so Rach do you want to just mm. jump in and fill in a bit about the bit more detail around it yeah and I think to pick up on that point as as Kirsty alluded to there in terms of you know why do something bespoke so part of the the process of building the excellence program was to just go out and listen and do research and that was absolutely critical because we could have just bought off the shelf um, and, and again, there are amazing leadership development solutions out there, but actually, is it the right fit for us as an organisation and for our managers? And we'd only be able to know that if I went out into the business as part of my leadership role and listen. So, you know, what's it like to be a manager? What's the day to day pressures? What are those things that keep you up at night? But also listen to it from a business perspective, from the senior leadership team, you know, talking to our quality managers, finance, so that collectively it's like bringing all the bits of the jigsaw in together to go, well, actually, that's what our solution looks like. And it might not fit in a predetermined kind of packaged up leadership development uh, model or, you know, something that's already been accredited. It's something that's very unique to us. And that's where the Excellence Programme started to really come to the forefront and become this really clear jigsaw puzzle uh, almost. And it's still growing. And that's the great thing because, to your point, Simon, and that's what I love about leadership development, it doesn't end. <laughs> it, you know, there's always a new book coming out, a new podcast, somebody to challenge, you know, some of the kind of theories of, you know, motivation and all the kind of typical leadership theory models that we kind of get taught uh, in typical leadership development. And that's why the Excellence Programme is so great, because we can keep going back and go, well, actually, here's another theory to, to discuss and debate. And what does that mean for you in your kind of practice? So the, the journey was very much around spend time out in the business and some of the themes, the things that people were sharing uh, with me was that actually it's quite isolating as a manager. 
I think sometimes there's that expectation that you step up into that role of responsibility and especially for some of our registered managers when it's their name above the door at the end of the day and there you go kind of manage it manage that business unit so deal with the people and um, deal with the finance side of things the marketing the recruitment you know where do you start with that you know it's huge it's wearing lots of different hats at the same time and trying to do that to the best of your ability um, in quite a fast-paced and sometimes very uh, challenging environment as we know the sector can be so the programme had to be something that gave people that confidence and that foundation knowledge and skills to be able to do those things, but to then be able to, I guess, refresh and revisit some of those topics, because I think there is a um, there's an expectation that, you know, a manager can do all of those things in quite a short space of time. And again, as we know, it takes time, it takes um, trial and error, it means making mistakes and learning from those things. There isn't a, a guidebook or a rule book that says, right, this is exactly how to do all of these things. You know, as much as we've got policy and process, sometimes, especially the people side, it's about the feeling, you know, how do I make people feel comfortable at work and able to perform at their best? So the programme had to be something that was very much um, able to meet those pillars, really. And we've got three pillars that we use uh, within the programme around how do I manage other people? That's a skill in its own right. How do I manage a business unit? So all of those things, the, the kind of the business, the commercial side, but also how do I self-manage as a leader? You know, again, we've all got that little voice in our head that's probably the worst critic that we'll ever have um, that has that seed of self-doubt of oh, can I do this you know am I capable of doing it um, and perhaps you know taking control of things because it's the easier thing to do and managing some of those impulses so our third pillar was very much around self-management for leaders which I think from experience in the past um, leadership development programs haven't focused on that as much Certainly over the last year, things like emotional intelligence, coaching are topics that I'm seeing more of. And I'm really proud that, you know, that was at the forefront of our excellence programme in terms of it's the coaching culture um, and some of those uh, kind of emotive skill sets and topics that we put into the programme. Must have been such an exciting moment to be like, hang on a minute, we can do this ourselves. <laughs> and that was like a real kind of almost like penny drop moment of, right, okay, like collectively we've, we've, we've got what we need here to be able to build something. Granted, it'll probably take a little bit longer and granted, it'll probably come with it, it's clearly going to come with its challenges, etc. But the this is a long-term play, right? This is the type of thing that will, the excellent programme by the sounds of things is something that's going to continue to be uh, evolve yeah. and develop and what it is today is and what, what it's going to be in one, three, five, ten years, etc. Um, so building the foundations of this, or the, it sounds like you have built the foundations and that you're now in, in execution mode, that that kind of initial spark of, uh, of energy and excitement must have, that must have been quite a, um, a thrilling moment to know right okay we're definitely going to do this right let's let's make it happen yeah Rachel I maybe got a little excited about it because what we what we tend to do here is you know okay just blank page it forget it forget everything that you know forget it just right tomorrow's a new day what we're going to do how are we going to do it and that 
actually that frees you doesn't it there's no constraints we're not and and because we came up with this light bulb we could do this ourselves oh my goodness that's going to be amazing um and wowzers and the 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 thrill of giving that to the business and being able to deliver on it but because it's ours it changes and evolves it's exactly as you just said you know we're literally now going through the evolution of the excellence program and tweaking and well, we need a bit more of that and a bit less of that and as the managers are you know as, as you know we have some turnovers you've got some new managers who also come with ideas people input into it the feedback you get from the ones that have been on it actually i could have done with a bit more of this or actually that bit you know at, it's just so it's it's continuously exciting. It's not just it was exciting then. It's one of these things, and you can see it working. You can see managers mm. being more confident and feeling supported and and looked after. Actually, as a manager, because it is lonely. We all know that we're all managers. It, that's a lonely place to be sometimes because you're the one, as you said earlier, the buck stops here. So so it can be lonely. So. It's the most thrilling, exciting thing that I think we've put in here. It's, you know, I had a plan when I, I came six years ago nearly and I had this plan, I'm going to do this, this and this. Um, and I, this wasn't on that, but it's probably one of the best things that we've done together and, and put in. And it's, oh, I love it. Absolutely love it. It's the, one of the best things we've done. It was thrilling. It was also daunting, especially towards <laughs> launch, because you put, and, and this is what typically happens, isn't it? You put so much effort into getting the right solution. People don't see that bit behind the scenes. So when it then comes to launch, it's that real uh, kind of spotlight moment of, have we got it right? And again, there was that self-management in my head and probably, you know, Kirsty and I had conversations of going, we're really excited about it. <laughs> but ultimately, are our managers excited about it as well? And there's always that little bit of hesitancy of, oh, here we go. It's another learning and development program. I'm not going to get anything out of it. But actually, the feedback has been really fantastic. And, and you know, that's a huge, um, a huge indicator and reward for us that actually we think it's brilliant. But our managers are saying it's brilliant as well. Um, so, yeah, it, it will naturally always grow because we're just... Kirsty and I are very much people that we always seek to continuously improve and we do that as an organisation and it will. But for the first programme that we've launched, you know, it's it's hit the mark. The um, the bit that I love uh, the most about this is the uh, the leadership and management of oneself, because if you can't do that for yourself, how do you expect to do that for for other people? And it's really hard, isn't it? We've uh, you, I, I can't remember which one of you, you that was that mentioned uh, the kind of the little voice at the back of your head. There's there's always fear. There's always doubt. There's always kind of questioning one's own own abilities, particularly I think in in leadership roles. Um, being in an open forum to be able to admit that and being able to uh, to be able to be open about that and to contemplate one's self and one's abilities and uh being able to constructively uh scrutinize your own abilities and just be really really honest with yourself and that those people around you to be able to say right okay so really great on this side of things this side of things maybe not so not so good um and it's only when you start having those really honest conversations that you have with yourself about potential blind spots or even celebrating the the, the stuff that you're really really good at because I, I know uh, lots of people that i know in leadership positions aren't so good at that either um but having those on, on, honest conversations with yourself because i think the more that you're able to do that with yourself the better you are able to do that with other people and it's almost like the uh the 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 people like in um 
recently taken up jiu-jitsu uh, i'm absolutely terrible at it but the 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 the, the folks on the more senior belts uh, on the brown and on and the, and the black belts etc part of what they do is they teach the next generation of people learning how to do jiu-jitsu and they all say this is the bit where we really start to learn our craft and these are people that have done it for 10 years <laughs> uh, it made me think of that when we were when we were talking about that because it's almost like that mindfulness of oneself and the uh the almost the ultimate in best practice that you really get to reinforce once you've got it for yourself you can then pass that down through whether it would be jujitsu or leadership and or fill in the blank whatever the other set of circumstances is mm, definitely and i think it what i found when i was going out into the business and talking to managers was it's almost um it's not so much the practical how to manage that is often needed it's that permission to be vulnerable and go, do you know what? I don't know what I'm doing here. Or, you know, I need a little bit of guidance. I need some help. I need support. And again, we can probably all relate to that. I can think back to times in my career where I've sat there and I'm, I'm a big reflector. So I'll sit there for a period of time and thinking about what all my options are and, and still get to a point where it's like, I just need to sound this out with somebody else and uh, manage those expectations that I put on myself that says it's okay you've not failed you're not a failure in your job if you have to pick up the phone and say to somebody help me out here because I'm I'm hitting a brick wall that's part of the leadership experience and actually that's that's a good trait of a leader to recognize actually what are perhaps those development areas or those um blind spots that we might have and that resourcefulness to go right I'm going to go and talk to so and so and and I know they'll know the answer or we'll work it out together and again, I hope that that is something that people get from coming on the Excellence Programme because they're working with other managers and it's those social connections to try and break down some of that isolation and help with that self-management. And it's funny, the amount of people that put on their feedback when they've been on a module of going, I feel so much more reassured. <laughs> because I know I'm not alone and other people are having similar challenges. And to me, that's a win because again, it's challenging that mindset and um, helping people unblock some of the barriers that perhaps they've put in their minds um, and, and breaking some of those down and seeing those ways forward. So um, it goes back to Simon, what you said, it's, it's almost that psychological safety, isn't it? And I know it's a buzzword but it is creating those environments for managers to be able to go I don't know here I need help and that then sets the right culture for transparency which is you know it's one of our values you know we can we can't function if we're not transparent with each other I was, we got, uh, sorry Simon I was, no, I was no, just no. going to say we, we got the buy-in from the senior execs who are vulnerable themselves as leaders so we you know we'll go in you know I've often told people the story that you know, I sit at my computer something, I have no idea how to deal with this. Oh, my goodness. That moment you go, oh, and I'm supposed to know what I'm doing, right? I'm supposed to know. Curse you, the chief people officer. Come on. And I sit there and go, eh, OK, need to think about this one. I might actually I'm going to ring someone. I might ring Simon. I might ring Rachel. Just but each of our execs will do the same and go and we go in and we share that. You know, we're vulnerable, too. It's OK. It's OK. It's OK to make a mistake actually because that's not a mistake you're looking at you learn from it the amount of, you know you learn and in the forum and in in those modules when you go in and we go in and have a chat it's it's okay we're all here together and we're all feeling this. every one of us has got that voice that's going are you sure you know can you do this everybody i don't care who you are what job you do everybody has that and having that open forum 
that then develops and then you go oh, actually no we need to do work a little bit more on that to make people feel safe to share and it's okay to be vulnerable i think that is 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 i mean it's testament to the leadership here the way that the managers have embraced the program and really embraced the program and then gone and told their peers actually don't no, go on the program because you're going to get this this and this and you might hear that you know Kirsty will come in and go yeah no I got it wrong too actually um, and that's okay so it's it's one of those I mean, it's it's just so I can't even describe it. it's just it's fabulous that you could have a program that you've developed yourselves that fits Salutum and actually could fit other companies and other companies should do it um or we do do it uh, that allows you to be vulnerable and supported and gives you this network of people that I can pick up the phone to anyone and go, I'm not sure, can you give us a hand? I need to sound this out, whatever. All good, doesn't matter, it's fine. You're not on your own. And that's, you know, it's central to everything really. Probably not surprisingly, I've um, been involved in quite a lot of podcasts where leadership has been an important part of the, the, the subject matter. And I think probably the two of the things that underpin leadership as a as a whole or kind of a modern effective leadership is this idea of authenticity and also vulnerability as well i was actually chatting to um uh i class him as one of my pals he's a, uh, been a member of the care leaders network for uh, for a while now but uh he's uh, he's somebody that i have great appreciation for and he's recently taken over uh, a new business and uh, he's been um uh, uh in post for a, for a little period of uh, a relatively short period of time and he's very open and he's very very transparent and he's very very authentic that's just the way that he is and it's uh he said it's it's really interesting going from one organization to another organization because my my previous team knew that that was just the status quo that was just the, the way that we operated my new team i'm having to work with because they think that it's a trojan horse and that eventually i'm going to come out and that i'm going to use that almost as a tool to be able to uh to be able to somehow manipulate the situation so it, it it's funny I, when i was running my management consultancy we'd, we'd we'd be doing uh coaching or training or fill in the blank and this was a really really big part of what we do and you'd see that almost like the penny drop moments of i can be myself I can be myself and I can I can talk openly and we can have these conversations and it's almost like there's been this kind of pent up potential negative energy if it hasn't happened previously and for some people people for, for sometimes people will just get it and go oh well this is the new this is the new norm and for other people it takes a little bit of time so I can imagine um, certainly from my own experiences and some of the people that I've spoken to that that's also been part of the part of the journey so talk to me about like what was the what was the state of play when you started the excellence program and i guess give us a, a, an indication as well of uh, how things have played out since the since the beginning so we we had um probably a disengaged workforce really um managers that felt a little bit lonely um not really supported and you know you get given the keys to your new management role and on you go you know you're good at this so you're going to be a good manager well that you know uh, we, I went on a, a recent um, uh, program and just you know, how many of you are trained to do this that, and the other you make all these you know as a leader you do this and how many of you were trained to do that and you're like well oh, actually you know you're right we weren't so I think it was we weren't we weren't supporting managers as much as we should have been um, and I think they felt a little bit lost and I think turnover in managers was a bit higher it's 
it's gone down very nicely. We've got um, so that's a really good uh, benefit from doing it. And I think we have you can see our KPIs improving as the program has developed and continue to develop. So state of play was we didn't have much here to help managers. There wasn't, you know, it was we were a new business. You know, we've only been around for seven years. We've not we're not a well long established business. So when we came here, we grew by acquisition. So there were different ways of doing things. There wasn't a cohesive way of doing something. We had to get, you know, we took the charity scoping. So we were a for profit business that had to bring a charity in and, and bring those people on the journey. So how do you do that? And there was nothing centrally that we could give people and support people with. So it was a, it was culturally, we, 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 we brought everybody into we are salutum now and the leadership program has been central to that so we're all singing from the same song sheet we're all you know the values were embedded the values are embedded all the way through the program so our values are front and center and they're embedded through so it was a bit disjointed and i would say three years later after we launched do you know what we're one family now this we are salutum we're not a number of different parts with Salutum. Um, we recently took an, an acquisition in last November and they have they have fed back to us. They feel Salutum already. They, they were, they're in, they're part of us. And the programme and the offering that we can give to them and the support we can give to them has made that happen. So disjointed at the beginning, we are one Salutum now and the leadership programme is part of that. But Rachel, you might want to add some bits in. Yeah, and I think, again, that was something that we were really keen to make sure happened was that this was a programme that was for everybody. You know, it's not about because uh, we've got an adult supported living, children's and education division. So naturally, when you launch a programme, people might think, oh, well, how is that specifically relevant to my context? And you know what the pushback to that was? Um, it doesn't matter. Do you manage people at the end of the day? Yes. So therefore, that programme is relevant to you. Okay, and we we will make it fit in terms of the context or actually you will make that fit because we're going to ask you to consider how do you take that back into your environment and make that work for you. But it did help with that, um, you know, kind of one approach. You know, we are one team ultimately at Salutum and as a manager, doesn't matter which area of the business you are, that program is relevant for you and you can get value from it. And I think, again, when I think back to um, the time when I was going out into the business and initial observations, because I came in new to Salutum um, four years ago. So blank canvas, just go out, kind of get feel for this organisation, uh, what's kind of happening. And one of the observations was uh, around managers perhaps working at a level below them. Um, and that filtered down into all roles. And again, that's that's not unusual. You know, you get that in any kind of industry. Um, but it was very much we've got an environment where we need people to be competent and confident in the roles that they're doing. Otherwise, you know, again, goes back to what Kirsty was saying at the beginning, the quality of care goes down. We get the wrong culture in place and people ultimately burn out because they can't switch off. They can't work efficiently um and i love quotes so one of my favorite quotes is there's a difference between being busy and being effective and i think we can be a very busy industry uh, and that doesn't necessarily mean that we are the most effective so state of play was to I guess, challenge people's thought processes around what tasks they're completing and how they complete those tasks. 
um, getting people to let go of things. You know, it might not be done how you would do it, but that's okay. It's still being done. Um, so again, it goes back to some of that self-management as well as how do you manage people? And that I knew was going to be a challenge in terms of how do we get people to let go of some of that stuff? Because naturally, when you start saying to people, well, maybe there's a, a more efficient or a quicker way of doing that. Oh, but actually, does that mean then that I'm going to be seen as I'm not busy or I'm not doing my job because I'm kind of delegating to other people? Are people going to question, you know, what are they doing? You know, sat at their desk. And but actually, that's that's your role, actually, is to step back from some of those things, see things a little bit differently, um, empower people to do more and achieve more. That's what leadership and management is about, surely. So it's changing that mindset. Um, and I think we've started to do that. Um, certainly, again, feedback observations from managers that have engaged with the programme. Again, goes back to some of that permission. They're becoming more comfortable with being that leader and manager. So it's not about being on uh, kind of on the floor, doing the shift, you know, actually doing the tasks. It's about training and mentoring and coaching your teams to be able to do those things so that you can lead and manage your function. It's an interesting one, isn't it? That um, I would class that as succession planning. And it's not succession planning in the context of the person in whatever kind of layer of leadership that they're at. But it's m developing the next generation of leaders uh at that that next layer down to be able to do your job um so that you're progressing them because the, the the main role of a leader isn't to be uh, a leader it's to, to create more leaders right so and you can see how people particularly who get promoted through different roles if you've gone from maybe a deputy into a management role or a ops director into a uh, uh, uh ops manager into an ops director or fill in the blank whatever the kind of ascension of the uh ascending of the of the uh, the leadership structure happens where you've got the, the the responsibilities of the previous role and now the, the responsibilities of the of the new role transitioning from one to the other as it's quite a hard thing to do because if you do it let's say you've done it for three years you've got all those habits embedded in you and humans are a uh we're just a mixture of mixture of habits that we partake in a lot of the uh, a lot of the time being able to transition to that next step is really really difficult so having a structure to be able to transition from one step to the other i think is that's probably the like practically that's the kind of the biggest value out of having this leadership development program in place because it gives people a pathway to say right okay so my transition I haven't just got now I haven't just now got a bigger job and a bigger responsibility I've got a journey that I'm going to go on to become that person that is now the manager or the ops director or fill in the blank whatever whichever role that they've recently uptaken and that comes with challenges for the person and it comes challenges for the for the structure and the leadership of the organization but it's setting out of the the journey so that it's more of a clear path and I guess that's your job now isn't it it's almost like how do we make sure that that path is as clear as possible how do we remove those obstacles from that path and how do we keep on making sure that the principles of the uh, excellence program are consistent but the application the way that it's de delivered on a person by person basis is variable to their needs their wants their desires and where they are in their own leadership development and program them the, the, themselves so i guess this is the bit that you just get endlessly excited about because okay so what do we do now 
Mm. Uh, totally. I mean, we're all forever, Rachel. What about if we just did? Uh, we could do that. And <laughs> um, I've seen this and I've seen that. And it, it's, but we're continuously developing as people and as managers and as leaders. So you, it's it's this whole big bubble of exciting development exciting ideas and it's it's continuously moving and it is about succession planning you're right because growing your own is is how you're going to future proof the business you know absolutely you need some fresh blood that comes in absolutely but growing your own and i mean one of the best things as a leader and i'm sure both rachel and you simon feel this is the best thing i can see is making myself redundant because someone is flying over my head it gives me such a thrill and if you can put that across the entire business that all of our leaders are not worried about the person behind because they're confident in what they do because we've given them that support and we've given them that learning and the journey journey God, that words overused isn't it um <laughs> but actually they can they're excited by that development those people that are coming up behind them, those superstars that every one of us have got across our businesses and just watch it is it is the biggest thrill I get as being a manager and a leader is watching people fly because what a compliment to you, number one, as the leader that you've you've supported that and enabled that to happen. That's a huge compliment to you. But the joy you get of watching someone, you know, the joy I've had, and I'll embarrass Rachel now, of watching Rachel develop as she's developed this program. Sorry, Rachel. Um, it's just, I mean, it it makes me go ha- home happy because Look at what look at what this program and developing this program has done for Rachel. It's a, it's been amazing, and watching this this career flourish in front of my eyes is incredible. The program's done that for Rachel. That's just in developing it. So go on it and imagine what it can do for you. <laughs> I was watching something the other day whereby it was talking about the art of delegation, and it's it's a it's a tough thing, and I think we all 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 all, uh, all struggle with it. And it was making the point. I'm slightly truncating this, and uh, uh, um uh uh i guess trying to not fit it into the context of what we're talking about but just describe it in a way that makes the most sense in the in the context but it's basically saying if you have something that you can delegate to somebody that can do it to 70 to 80 percent of the standard that you can do it that you should do it Mm. then it's your job once you've delegated it to help that person become better than you at doing that doing doing and it's like finding the balance of okay so who have I got on my team that I can now delegate this to that could do it to that 70 to 80 percent and then also what do I then need to learn about myself because it, it again it, this is this self-management and self-leadership thing again what do I need to know about myself to be able to get that person how do I remove my ego from the situation which is a big part mm-hmm. of it to then get that person to a point where they can do it far better than you than than you ever can and again that's a that's a joyous thing to be able to go and do because where you've got those people that are absolutely smashing it and you're like, wow, like I, I created the environment for that to happen. They've made it. But like I, I I was the one kind of planting the seeds that managed to make that make that happen. And I guess that's get that's what you're referring to there, Kirsty. You planted it, the seeds. Mm-hmm. Create absolutely is because you're not yeah. doing you're, you're not doing the work you absolutely and and it's learning to let go i mean i'm a bit of a control freak so for me to let go takes a takes a lot but to learn to let go and to watch someone and you're right you spot somebody okay they're almost there they're not quite there i, I wouldn't do it like that but that doesn't mean it's wrong take your hands off but create that environment to allow them to start learning and developing how they would do it which is different to you which is okay and it, 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 oh, it Come on, that's the best. So I had the best piece of advice from a leader. Um, it was probably about 13 years ago now that told me to always recruit people that you think are going to be better than you. Never be afraid of it. Best piece of advice I've been given, because if you do, oh, 
give people the tools to develop. Honestly, the, the organization will flourish. Never be afraid of it. And by doing the leadership development program, by doing the excellence program, we're giving people those tools and watching those managers fly. Fab is mm-hmm. the honestly one of the best parts of my job. And for me, it goes to that passion, that curiosity as well, because uh, I do get embarrassed when Kirsty blows my trumpet, because to me, that's my job. That That's what I think is normal, you know, but it's because what drives that? Well, it's because I love leadership development. I love, you know, coaching. I love seeing people uh, kind of increase their confidence and go, yeah, I'm going to try that. I'm going to go and give that a go. To me, that that's what motivates and drives me. So to me, that's just normal. But... Um, linking it back into kind of what we're doing for our leaders as well. And when we started the programme, it was very much around, you know, we do need to expect that some people might come through that programme and go, do you know what, actually, progression isn't something that I'm motivated by, but my passion and my curiosity is in a specialist area and I want to go and kind of delve down that journey and pathway. And, you know, we've got our competency frameworks within Salutin that we've had for a couple of years now. And it's about giving people that choice and control. And again, I think that's what the programme does, is it gives people that opportunity to go, right, if you want to be the next COO, Kirsty's job, the next um, John Godden, absolutely, we'll we'll support you and we'll try and make that happen. Absolutely, if that's what your passion and, and kind of aspirations are. But if you come through that programme and go, no, actually, I'm I'm quite content where I am, but I just want to be the best of my ability, we'll make that happen you know as long as you come to that program and you've got that open mindset you're willing to grow and also receptive again to some potential blind spots because as managers we know that you know we can't please everybody all of the time um and there may be things that perhaps don't land as we want them to or we're not particularly comfortable doing something but we know we have to do it um then we will support people to be able to deal and respond to that in the best way possible so that choice is absolutely fundamental but it all boils back down to passion really um as leaders if you haven't got the passion it's it's going to be a tough old slog um and we need to support people to make some decisions as to what's their best pathway forward using that word again but it's a good word so what do you think would have happened if you hadn't built the program We wouldn't have developed into the organisation we are today. We would have stagnated, I think. Um, yeah, that, simple as that. I don't think, if, had we not done it and not supported people, we wouldn't be the thriving, growing, exciting place to be that we are. And the quality of care would have gone down, I think, because we weren't evolving, we weren't developing. By pushing those boundaries, by giving people permission to push those boundaries and question, and actually, what about this and what about that, which the program does, we we, we continue to grow. We, we, you know, it's a fab place to be. Um, you know, we don't always get it right, but we're we're an organisation that recognises that. And I think having managers that have been through the program who are given permission to question you know they they can get hold of me they can get hold of the ceo and question and that's okay and had we not put this program in place i'm not sure how many would have felt comfortable doing that um but it's enabled us to grow and develop and continue to grow and develop because you never stop and we're a thriving business and the program's helped that along if we hadn't done it would we be here don't know not sure not sure we would be 
I guess it's one of those sets of circumstances, isn't it? If you're not growing, you're dying. Uh, it's, it's almost like that type of ma- mindset, because if you're just doing the same old stuff, effectively you're stagnating and that will only end up in decline in some way, shape yeah, or form. Like, like yeah. right, okay, folks, so massive course adjust. This is what we're going to do to to keep growing. And it's not necessarily growing like commercially by organically or no. by uh, through acquisition. It's growing your people. It's developing it's- uh, the, the people who are, who, who are part of the the salutum team so that they can go through their own personal development and all of that type of stuff as well so obviously it's been uh, a pretty incredible journey so far rachel what what's next on on the journey wow that we've got some really big and exciting plans uh, all about the excitement in leadership development and we've got two new programs the first one is called the evolution program which is going to be aimed at our senior support worker level and team leaders And that program is about how do we help our future leaders transition uh, into that role and responsibility a little bit quicker, uh, a little bit smoother as part of that transition, because we recognise that if we are growing our own, that can be quite challenging and tricky to navigate, stepping into a position where you might have gone from working with your peers to now you're managing them. So how do you manage those expectations, uh, the boundaries? How do you gain that respect as a leader? So the programme is very much, again, the foundations of leadership, but again, with our nice salutum spin on it in terms of um, the practicalities of leadership and how to, to work through that. The second programme that we've got is the Aspire programme. And this is going to be for anybody within Salutum that is not yet in a leadership position, but they've got the potential and that desire, that little seed of passion that I was talking about to go, well, actually, is that for me? Um, So they'll get a taster. What does that actually mean to be a Salutum leader? What would the day to day practicalities be? Some of the challenges, the rewards that would come of being in that role, but also just expanding their horizon. Um, So, again, we know that development and career development isn't just about that hierarchical leadership position going up the ranks can also mean looking to different specialisms. So we want to give people that exposure to, well, what does it mean if you were to go and work in our quality departments? So that they not only gain those different career pathways, uh, insights, but if they do go down the traditional leadership route, they can also get that understanding as to what does the quality function do? How might I need to engage with them um, if and when I step into that leadership position? And uh, the programme will also support them in how to take those next steps. So, you know, preparing for things like interview, you know, that's that's a skill in itself. You know, how do you sell yourself? How do you talk about yourself in a positive way and all those experiences that you have? So uh, we will very much focus on developing people in that area as well. So we're really excited about those programmes. The Evolution programme is already happening. Feedback is really positive so far that, again, it's just empowering people. It's kind of getting them to see leadership in a new light and therefore their managers are seeing their uh, capability of their team leaders and seniors just accelerate quite quickly so it's all the all three programs working together at the same time is really changing the leadership abilities within Salutum it's really really exciting sounds awesome sounds really really good uh well I mean maybe this is something that we can uh, reflect back on in the uh, in the future because obviously this is going to be an evolving program 
Kirsty, Rachel, really appreciate your time today. And uh, thank you so much for sharing your insights about your excellence programme. Thanks, Simon. Thank you.